Hello friends, this is another mini solo episode, a bite-sized lesson, where I take something that struck me from the last episode and I riff on it a bit. When we hear people's stories, it inevitably makes us think of things in our own lives or in life in general. So today, let's talk about change. My guest this week, Terry Yaffe, has a show called Extraordinary Work, Conversations About Creating Change. And she got me to thinking about change as a concept. Change is constant. And so in order to be a successful human, you better get super comfortable with things never staying the same. And even if you stay the same, like someone who's trapped in a certain era, living in one of those houses that becomes a time capsule, the thing is, the world outside will continue to move along without you. Terry's life mission is all about making positive change, and she talks to people who are making contributions to move change in a productive and beneficial direction, because change is fickle, and it can go either way. It can be good, and it can be bad. And we've seen many examples of this over the past several years. The ways that change shows up is unpredictable at times. And it's up to us to direct it and curate it and make it make sense and make it help us rather than hurt us. Of course, the problem we run into is that sometimes we disagree about what helps and what hurts. So let's take a look at change from an individual perspective, because I believe that everything starts within, in some teeny tiny little quantum place. Some place that scientists don't know exactly how or where it exists. A place yet undiscovered, but it's tangible and it exists within all of us. We know it's there. There are people who embrace change because change allows them to have another chance. Change allows them to be someone new and it gives them the opportunity to be someone better in every second of every day. And then there are people who dread change because they never feel comfortable enough in any given moment. And change means that they are constantly unsettled. And I think that realization is where we can find the key to directing change in your own life so that it can spill out into the world in a positive way. The trick is that you have to find a way to flow along with the waves of change because life is like an ocean. It's the most powerful force, the energy of life. It carries you along with ebbs and flows, controlled by cosmic forces, and every now and then a riptide will come along and try to drag you under. This is why we have phrases like, go with the flow and ride the wave. I have three children, and they are all very different people all grown-ups now and making their way beautifully. They're all very sensitive to the forces of life and they all deal with the tides in different ways. They know how to float, they know how to navigate, and they know how to surf those waves. But I have to say, I don't think any of them much like it because it can be hard. You hear people say, oh, I wish I could just be settled already. But change is like the laundry. It just never stops. It is perpetual. When my son was a little boy, 
I talked to him all the time. From the moment he was conceived, I talked to him. I played him classical music when he was in the womb, and I read books to him. And then I read books to myself, what to expect when you're expecting. And I read all the books by the top pediatricians and Parents Magazine and all the things that you're supposed to read and learn and know before your first baby is born. I tried to control. But as any mother knows when your baby is born, you better learn to let go and go with the flow. Because if you don't, you're fighting against nature. He was fussy. And for the first few months of his life, he had to sleep sitting up. He could not lay down flat without a lot of discomfort. His father and I took turns walking him around endlessly to get him to go back to sleep at night. And I don't think he slept more than a four-hour stretch until he was almost nine months old. He is my sensitive child. I first noticed that he had clothing sensitivities when he was probably around three months old. I put him into a pair of tiny corduroy pants and a winter flannel shirt. The whole outfit was a bit heavy, I will admit, because most of the time up until that point, he'd been wearing a sleeper or other really soft, lightweight baby clothing. So when I put this kind of little boy outfit on his baby body, he just went completely stiff. He didn't cry, but he was clearly uncomfortable. And if I remember correctly, after I removed the pants for a diaper change, he made it very clear with a loud yell that we were not going to put those pants back on. We were not going to wear this outfit again. And as he got older, there were certain things he just refused to wear. He went through most of his childhood in soft sweatpants. And for a long time, he would not wear jeans and he had to have all of the tags cut out of his clothing. He did not like to go to places that were loud or chaotic, even if they were fun. We took him to the circus and there was a very noisy motorcycle act where this motorcycle got into a metal orb and rode around and around and around on the inside of the orb. It was really cool and exciting and my son hated this. So fun, exciting, cool, all very relative terms. His father and I took turns taking him out into the hallway when he found the loud noise, the crowd, and the lights too much. We learned to go with his flow, how to ride his wave. So although he struggled to get outside of his comfort zone, he was riding his own wave and he was teaching us how to be better surfers. This was frustrating at times. When we said, come on, let's go get some ice cream. If my son was content at home, he did not want to stop what he was doing and do something new. He did not want to change gears that quickly. Transitions were difficult for him. And unfortunately for him, there were a lot of changes when he was a small child. I gave him a sister and then another sister and the changing family dynamics were ongoing for the first five years of his life. We moved into a new house. It was a much bigger house and a much nicer house, but nonetheless, a move is very stressful on a family, and in particular, a little boy who doesn't like change. My mom got sick, and suddenly, the beloved grandmother who doted on him was gone within a few short months his life was completely changed. 
there were no more sleepovers at my mom and granddad's house. And my father, his hero grandfather, retreated into himself and tried to find his way after the loss of his wife. So there was also no more granddad, MacGyvering fishing poles out of sticks and string and doing headstands in the grass. And my happy and creative little boy retreated as well. I won't go into the personal aspects of some of the effects and how they took a hold of him, but suffice it to say that he needed a lot of support for many years after that loss and all of that change. When we think of change, we have to consider that change does not just mean positive transformation, like a chrysalis into a butterfly. Change also means things like loss, like death, like divorce, like illness, like changing schools, like big fears showing up, like moving out of your big house and back into a smaller house with no pool, like your mom and dad not living together anymore, and like new people coming into your life as granddads and moms and dads form new relationships and everything continues to change. But this is why I mentioned the idea of self and why this is so important, because even though all kinds of extrinsic and intrinsic things are perpetually in motion and constantly evolving and changing, there are core elements, essential parts of our very being that will always stay the same. I'm talking about our inner guidance system, our intuition, our higher self, our true self, that palpable but intangible thing that scientists can't see, but that each of us can feel within ourselves. That is your compass. That's what you need to navigate the ocean of life. First of all, you need to recognize and realize that you have this inner compass and that you have to see it with your mind's eye and you have to tap into it and you have to let it guide you. You have to let it guide you. You have to trust it. You have to know that it will not steer you wrong. And this is how you learn to ride the waves and go with the flow and to not let the riptides drag you. It's your inner guidance system that keeps you buoyant and it's the captain of your ship. It's the one true steady thing in your life and to tap into that allows you to simultaneously cultivate the flexibility that you need to not only expand intentionally into broader waters, but also to remain calm when the rougher sea tries to toss you around. You can love it or you can hate it, but change just doesn't care. Change just is. That is what my son had to learn and what some people find innate and natural and what some people have difficulty learning to tune in inside. The ocean can get stormy, but in the words of Louisa May Alcott, I am not afraid of storms, for I am learning how to sail my ship. And that is what we are here for, to learn how to sail, how to move easily with the tide, and rather than be tossed about willy-nilly, we must learn how to make change our friend, because without change, there would be no butterflies. So do whatever it takes to get right on the inside. Look at that inner compass with a sense of trust 
in the big, great ecosystem. And the idea that everything that is happening around us is meant to be exactly as it is for our highest good. That life is happening for us and not to us at all times. And when you run into someone who has trouble going with the flow, and it causes you irritation, it causes you to have to change your direction, think of that person as a teacher, someone who is helping you to get really good at steering your ship. Thank you for listening. I hope this inspired some further thoughts for you on the subject of change. Take out your journal maybe, do a bit of writing on this topic. And if you loved this episode, please share it with someone that you care about. You can find me at Mitzi Ann Campbell on Instagram and at my website, MitziCampbell.com, where I welcome you into my world. Have a beautiful day.